is Austin Chadwick, and I'm here with Aaron Griffith and Parker uh, Barrett. And uh, we're super excited to share with you about mob programming with AI and test automation. And uh, we'll just jump right in and uh, we'll kick it off with uh, talking about the agenda. So Aaron, what we got ahead of us here? Yeah, first it's going to be a, just a short talk. We're going to talk about mob programming a little bit. Then we'll go into how we started using uh, chat GPT um, in our daily work. And we also used it in a test-driven manner. So we'll talk about that, how we use it to find zombies, and then some of the kind of the warnings and things you have to look out for when you're using these tools. Um, we'll also go into a quick demo with a, a pretty basic FizzBuzz type application. And we'll be using uh, ChatGPT to help us out with that as well as Copilot. And then we'll hopefully we'll have a little bit of time at the end for a few uh, questions and answers. Nice, right on. Thanks, Aaron. And uh, yeah, so I'll get into uh, kicking us off with uh, what is mob programming? And I like to talk about it in terms of uh, kind of my career path. And I started out testing in a very silo, isolated manner. So I was definitely testing alone and kind of like a systems or QA uh, style role, um, uh, most of the time alone. And then later in my career, I joined a quote unquote team where we did interact more often. Um, you know, we would meet, you know, for short amounts of time each day, but then still most of the day, you know, if I was testing, I was testing alone, uh, kind of working solo. Um, and then for the last five years of my career, uh, I figured out, hey, why not test with friends? And so um, from being on the same team to being on the same mob or in some uh, uh, people call it ensembling or teaming, uh, where everyone who is needed to get the work done is there. So if you need operations, if you need dev, you need QA, you need security, um, you know, we're, we're all there and uh, there's no queuing and waiting. Uh, we all can review the code and form the tests and then it can go uh, straight to production. And so that kind of brings into the essence of mob programming, at least for uh, many. And so one kind of community uh, definition uh, from Woody Zool is all the brilliant minds working on the same thing at the same time in the same space and on the same computer. Uh, so this is what it looked like uh, when we were in person uh, pre-COVID days. Uh, where several people are working on the same computer. Um, and uh, you could research on the side on your computer, but the main goal was to be focused on the task at hand and everyone review it and get it done. And uh, another uh, definition is uh, turning up the good on flow efficiency and working well together. And that's that idea of we're not waiting for anybody else uh, to complete their task or their code review. Uh, we're all there and we can get it done and get it into uh, production. And so what we're talking about today is if it was, uh, we experienced a lot of uh, excellent benefits from uh, mobbing, uh, why not turn up the good more and test with human friends and robot friends? And uh, so we, uh, we've we been doing this for a few months, adding another member to the mob. And, uh, um, and now I'll kick it back to Aaron to talk about kind of the origin story uh, for, for us and uh, mobbing with robots. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, Austin. Yeah, so uh, Austin and I have been have been working together for a while, so we kind of knew each other's working style. Um, Parker came into the group as a new employee, and um, he had an idea to try something. Um, and we were a little skeptical, but uh, he may had a lot of good points. And one of the things he said is that we had to risk it for the biscuit. So we kind of adopted that mantra, and so you know we had Parker as a new friend on our team, and. We heard about ChatGPT and he said, hey, I have another friend, ChatGPT, you might like to meet, maybe they can help us out. So 
we started working with ChatGPT and it's, it's been working pretty well and we've been enjoying it. So thanks to Parker for encouraging us to risk it for the biscuit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I'll, and I'll second that, that uh, many great innovations in our mob were something that sounded out of left field and risky, but we figured out safe ways to experiment with it and a ton of benefit. And uh, Parker was always just encouraging us to do those kind of things. And it's great. Uh, so yeah, uh, turning to you, Parker, uh, what, what are some benefits you've seen from this kind of AI-driven test uh, development in a mob? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, so for the for adding the the AI tools into the mob, we're seeing a lot of the same benefits uh, that we get like from our TDD work and uh, uh, work and mob workflow. Like uh, we're seeing improved code coverage, uh, more accurate code. Um, but one thing that is really helping with is like the speed of the code. So with all of this uh, code generation, we're really able to output a lot more uh, just volume of code. Um, we are having to like collaborate and review it, but um, just the the amount of productivity that's gone up has been has been really good. And we'll get to show you some of that stuff in the uh, in the demo, and it's going to be really exciting. So we'll get to that like really soon. Nice. And uh, another thing we'll highlight uh, before we jump into the demo is uh, uh, this thing with zombies as well as robots. Uh, can you explain a bit here, Aaron? Yeah, definitely. Um, so yeah, we, we like to use this uh, zombies acronym. It's just a nice reminder. Um, if we're not sure what to test, you know, those, those little problem areas that can be uh, problematic, the gotchas, you know, corner edge case types things. So we just use this little zombies acronym zero, one, many, boundaries, interfaces, um, exceptional behavior, and then simple scenarios with simple solutions. And we found that um, Copilot has been especially helpful with this um, in finding those sort of specialized test cases and uh, really narrowing down our, our testing. Awesome, awesome. And uh, the last piece uh, for the demo is some limitations and warnings. And just like anything with engineering, there are pros and cons, there's no silver bullets, um, and it's certainly the case uh, uh, with uh, mobbing with robots. And I guess I can start is that uh, uh, as with learning anything new, sometimes you overuse it. And I think that's what we did on day one is we were running the experiment and it's almost like we introduced the robot to the team and we're like, why don't you navigate or tell us what to do all day? And we gave it like all the problems or everything we're working on. And we learned out pretty quick and be, it can get overwhelmed and not handle it too well when it's like too complicated. So like uh, as if it were a person, you know, if someone joins your team, you don't like hand them huge, complicated problems right away. You, you know, you hand, you know, problems that are smaller than their uh, bread box, you know, because when it gets too big, it, it can get confused, at least with the state of AI right now. Uh, but then that works really well when you find that sweet spot of things it, it can solve. Um, if you're concerned about IP and things like that, there's ways to turn off history and training if you're concerned about that. And uh, we're going to post a link. Uh, here in the chat, or at least I'm going to intend to, that has some discussion on the legal ramifications and uh, consider that. And it's really good to review whatever it generates uh, before you commit and push it to your repositories and to be have your mob be a live uh, review of that to make sure it makes sense. And uh, since I love refactoring extreme programming, uh, it's trained off of code on the internet and a lot of code in the internet is uh, not cleaned, not refactored, not testable. Uh, so just a warning there that uh, that's something you'll probably have to add in or ask it uh, to do. Uh, but, it, you know, out the gate, it's probably not going to do that. Uh, so uh, what comes to mind for you, Aaron, for some limitations and warnings? 
Um, I think probably my favorite thing to see chat GPT, chat GPT do that makes me chuckle just a little bit is when you can get it to contradict itself. And, and then bonus points, if you can get it to apologize for its contradiction. Uh, sometimes it'll do that uh, if you, depending on the type of questions you're answering and its knowledge of the topic, and also the order that you ask the questions, you can sometimes get it to contradict itself. So you, you kind of just have to be careful with the questions you're asking and then going back and you know doing some critical thinking on the answers it's given you to make sure it matches up with what you're expecting. What about you, Parker? Uh, yeah, so I think just a couple things just to uh, look out for when you're using these tools is um, sometimes it'll get you like 80% of the way there and you just need to review like what it gave you just to make sure that things are um, correct because uh, it's no, not going to be exactly perfect. Um, and additionally, it is generating text, uh, not code specifically. So you want to be sure to um, check that, you know, whatever it generated didn't use like a synonym for another word. And, you know, it's not going to make your function work because it doesn't match exactly. So you want to like check for like little things like that here and there. And uh, yeah, right. that's yeah, go ahead. Yeah, and I'll throw in one more before we jump into the demo, which is uh, hallucinations. So AI can hallucinate. Um, so it seems to, at the moment, uh, retain its confidence, even when it doesn't know. So I remember one time we we're asking it about a book uh, that was not in the data it was trained on, and it invented a book and uh, started to quote from it. And then it took a few questions for us to realize that it started to tell us, oh yeah, I don't really know about that book. I just made up a book. And so <laughs> it's always good to review what it's giving you and uh, and check it out. And so, uh, but without further ado, uh, let me get out my clicker and we'll go to the next slide. And we're gonna do a demo uh, of what this looks like. Uh, what our kind of our day in the life uh, for 10 minutes of uh, mobbing with the robot here. Uh, so what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna switch over to a uh, development environment uh, where we have a IDE uh, running Dart code um, and Flutter code, and we have a mobile app up and running. So this is kind of the Flutter um, uh, demo app where you can click a button and it changes the screen a little bit. And uh, so we, me, Aaron, and Parker are all sharing this environment. We all have access to it and we all can control it. Uh, and to help us uh, mob programming tools like this kind of help uh, facilitate the process. And uh, what this is, is it gives us a time of how long I'm controlling the computer and driving before someone else is and who's kind of doing the primary navigation on what to do next and who else is in the mob con contributing the discussion and collaboration. And if you're demoing, if you're mobbing longer than 10 minutes, you can set breaks and things like that. But without further ado, I'm going to go ahead and start the mob timer and it has me driving and Aaron navigating. So uh, what would you like to do next, Aaron? Uh, let's go to uh, ChatGPT and just uh, write in a, sort of a high-level question that have it generate a Flutter app that'll allow us to input a value and output uh, FizzBuzz functionality. All right. All right. And I'll ask you guys to review it before I hit send. But while I'm typing, Aaron, what is FizzBuzz? <laughs> Yeah, so uh, FizzBuzz is a, uh, at least it was a common uh, kind of code kata for me, extra coding exercise. Um, it basically looks for a multiples of three and five. If it's a multiple of three, it'll output fizz. If it's a multiple of five, it'll output buzz. 
If it's multiples of both, it'll output fizzbuzz. And if it's not a multiple of three or five, it'll just output the number that you entered. So yeah, nice. that's pretty good. We can All see right. what, how it wants to help us. Yeah, and that uh, while it's generating the code, one one thing uh, that you might notice there is it's good to review what you uh, give it because uh, adding context to the prompt really uh, can make a big difference in uh, the outcome that you get. And you can edit it and have it regenerate as uh, as well. And um, yep, yep. And uh, so it's generating some UI about entering a number. A little bit above that, it's got some of the FizzBuzz logic uh, for the actual app. And uh, and then it's explaining it. So uh, do you want to give it a shot, Aaron, and see see if it works? Yep. Let's just do a cut and paste. All right. Pop it in there. All right. We replaced the existing app, and we did get one error. Let me go see what that error is. And how would you like to handle this error? Uh, I just try to do an auto fix first. There you go. All At right. least uh, hardcore errors are gone. Uh, would you like to run? Let us run it. All right. So I'm going to hit play on the main. And while it's uh, loading the app, um, we could generate some tests if you like. Yeah, that's. A, I think that's a good idea. Um, it feels wrong not to have any tests here. Yeah, so you got to put that widget keyword in there. All right, we have an app up and running. What would you like to try, Aaron? Yeah, let's try the happy path cases, like three, five, 15. So three. It gave us like little like auto complete buttons too. <laughs> yeah, it did. Yeah, it's remembering what we put in earlier in the day <laughs> on this uh, simulated phone. <laughs> okay, so the app appears to be working as expected. And ChatGPT has given us some tests. All right, let's put those tests in the, the widget test file. Cool. And then just, uh, yeah, import that FizzBuzz app. Yeah. So do a quick import. And I think you got to drop line four. Cool. All right. You want to run those? I think you have to change the drop down up top, Mr. Griffith. Oh, yes, 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 there we go. That uh, one's good, but the other one, yeah. Cool. All right, so what did it actually give us for tests here? We got number three, it's verifying, verifying fizz. Okay, oh, wow. So uh, one thing to note about, the, about using these AI tools is that they are non-deterministic. 
So the results from your prompts are going to be different every time. Um, you can put the same prompt in to two different windows and they're going to give you different results. So this, this actually gave us like individual tests where before a few times it gave us like one giant test. So it'll vary for sure in what it gives you. So just, you know, be prepared for that. Yeah, it, it, it's actually made this talk a little bit challenging as we prepared for it because every time we do it, it's a little bit different. Cool. Well, what do you what do you want to do next here, Parker? Uh, do you want to introduce uh, the next robot into the mob, <laughs> possibly? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let's do it. So we also have Copilot installed on this uh, this IDE here. So if we write like comments or like pseudocode, it'll generate things from that. So let's say, uh, what are some more test cases? And we'll let it we'll let it just generate the test cases for us, like the ideas those those kind of like zombie cases we were talking about earlier. And it should load. Let's see. And maybe uh, start it with a slash slash to know that we're looking for a comment. Yeah. Let's see. Let's see. More test cases we can add. Yeah, we'll just let it keep going here, huh? Entering a non-numeric value. Entering a negative number. Okay. Number too big. Number too small. Number not divisible by three or five number that is divisible by three, but not five. Oh, wow. Yeah. So you can, you can let it keep going. It'll keep generating things. And yeah. And I say, keep going until it gets repetitive. That's kind of when, you know, it's run out of ideas we've noticed is uh, it'll start saying the same thing over and over again, or if you've trained it to, uh, you know, with some of our, uh, you know, kind of dad jokes, it'll start saying jokes as well, which is kind of funny. It tries to be funny. Um, so okay. So I, how it starts to grow, right? Yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. So, uh, okay, cool. So it, it's helped us generate some of the many of these uh, zero one mini boundary cases. Let's see if it can generate uh, some test uh, widget for us. So don't do it there. I want to pick a very specific one, if you don't mind, Parker. So if you don't mind deleting 66, and uh, I kind of like the idea of a non-numeric value that might test drive some interesting behavior. So go ahead and uh, start writing a test widget and see if it'll generate the rest. And the way it talks to us before you hit tab, Parker, is it in gray, it suggests the rest of the test. Um, and let's go ahead and accept it and see what happens. So go ahead and hit tab to accept it. And uh, let's let's write this and see what happens. So it's rerunning. Uh, the unit or widget test, which uh, gives us really fast feedback. And oh, so the current product code does not do this. Um, and so you can see here, uh, it did not find the, te the text we are expecting. Um, and I don't know if we're gonna be able to uh, fix the product code to solve this within a minute, uh, but I will highlight two things. One is um, You'll notice that the test code is generating is getting quite repetitive and it's not dry. It's starting to repeat itself. So we could do some refactoring, um, but uh, to kind of race against the 30 second clock, we might be able to get it to pass. If you go to main.dart, um, let's see the current logic. Uh, if you go where it says int parse, so it says calculate fizzbuzz. Let's go ahead and go into that function that we've never seen before because it generates different code every time. And else results, if it can't parse it, then we would change the text to be what the test expected. 
Thanks, everybody. Thank you.